Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Good morning, everyone. Three minutes past seven o'clock. SEN Tassie breakfast for a Monday morning. And Tim Payne has rolled in like a peacock this morning because <laughs> England was beaten overnight oh, by Afghanistan in the World Cup cricket. Timmy, how are you this morning? Oh, I am fantastic, Brent. Couldn't be better. You are. You're walking Couldn't on clouds better. this morning. You're up the Aussies will probably get a win tonight. The only down on the week was the Jack Jumpers losing the game. Oh, Other than that, it was point. a sensational Sensational weekend of sport. Now, we've got a massive show coming up. Uh, Jeremy Rockcliffe, the Premier, not too far away. James Henderson, Tasmanian Footy Club board member, is in the studio as well. We're going to get to all that. I've just looked over, though, and I've looked at your pen, and it's got your, your name engraved on it. Why do you have to be such <laughs> a... <laughs> what, did I go out and do it, did I? Well, where's it come from? Where does that come from? People give me gifts, I don't know. Okay. Let me have a look. I can't even read that. I have to get hammer over no, no, no idea. Okay. Something, it's made in Paris. You've got your initials engraved on your diary Yeah, that there. was also a gift. It might yeah. have been in the same package. That's that's probably you're pro- that's one thing you're right about. It would have been a gift because you don't buy anything. That's I know, true. I've learned that very there quickly. Learned that very quickly. Oh. How was your weekend, Tim? Yeah, it was good. So pretty pretty much the same. I seem to be having a lot of kids' birthday parties. I had one on Saturday, one on Sunday. It's just it's all happening. And apart from that, I was pretty relaxed. Watched a good. lot of sport. Yeah, a lot good. of sport. It was a You'll good be right across for everything for us. Oh, well, if you're not, I should be. Um, <laughs> and between the three of us, you'd hope we have most things covered. But uh, Hamish has switched off. Obviously, footy season's done. Nothing to report on Collingwood. So I didn't hear from him until about nine o'clock last night. Did you hear from him at all? No. No, he's uh, he's really switched off, Hammer, the last, well, since the grand final, really. Now, what it? about your weekend? You were in Melbourne. I was in Melbourne, yes. Went to the Jackie Saturday night. Was a disappointing result, but gee, one point felt for Majuk Deng. Oh, Obviously, when he nailed that first one too, I yeah. thought, oh, how, how easily did he do that? Yep, yep. Nah. Pressure. we're Pressure's okay. We're, we're sitting nicely. We're sitting nicely. If you, you know, it's a, it's a game you'd like to win against the Phoenix, I suppose, over there, especially particularly with our good record at John Kane Arena. I tell you what, I did notice, though, Tim, and I did notice this last time too, but I actually looked properly this time because we we've talked about it. The support for the Jack Jumpers in Melbourne, is extraordinary. There was just as many, or probably not as many, but almost as many Jack Jumpers jerseys really? in John Kane Arena well, on there, Saturday There are a lot of Taswegians living in Melbourne. Unreal. And I do think we are, a bit like the AFL team's going to be. We're everyone's second team. We're, oh, no doubt. No doubt about that, I wouldn't have thought. We're starting to get a bit of credit too. Did you, I saw someone say on the, on the weekend that we were the standout team in the competition. Mm-hmm. Hard to argue. Hard I, don't, to I don't know if we want that, though. We, we love the underdog it. tag. This is the preamble, of course, and I'll tell you what, it's going to wrap up very quickly. We'll have a quick I, one today, if, don't I, we? if I get a glimpse of the Premier, we are wrapping this up and going to our first break, so we yeah. can have longer with him than, uh, than us sitting here talking absolute rubbish for the first 15 minutes of the show. Um, what about some feedback on social media for you over the weekend? How is Tim getting this well, that's air not, That's not feedback, is it? It's and it's not Tim, it's how he's pain. Pain, sorry, pain, getting this airtime. How air he's pain, getting this airtime. And so I, I don't take a lot of notice of this sort of stuff, Brent, but when I saw that one pop up, I just clicked on see who sent it. Mm-hmm. And this person, Graham Bell, 69, <laughs> is his tag. So I had a, did a bit of a research on Graham Bell, looked at him. He looks like he's about 50, I would say. Middle-aged man from the UK, <laughs> standard. <laughs> Graham 
And I don't know if it was a TikTok, wasn't it? So if we can get Graham on, because, mate, you're 55 years old and you've got hashtag 69 on the end of your tag on What's wrong with that, socials. Tim? Well, grow up, Graham. <laughs> Seriously, mate. Jeez. It was like a high school thing, wasn't it? And Ned Noakes has written back, it's Tassie Radio in it response is. to that. And we're proud of it. Absolutely. We, we love are. Tassie Radio. And look at the traction on, you've Nettie. been getting on the mainland too, Tim, with some of your comments and right around the world, to be fair. Now, let's go to NBL Supercoach. We're darting around all over the place here, but not a great weekend again for the House of Pain. Round three score, 338. I can't talk much better. I was 351, and Hammer Throwers was 373. So we're all battling a little bit in Supercoach. Well, I don't think they're pretty good rounds, aren't they? It's about where you want to be. Mm. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you guys had a proper look through the app, but... I'm I'm playing a couple short at the moment just because I feel that if I put a full team on the park I'd smack you blokes. <laughs> so I went with I didn't even use my bench. That translates That's... to I forgot Cairns was away playing in the United States and forgot to change my no, team. No, no, no. We're just <laughs> we want to keep the same group together. We don't want to be chopping and changing using all these trades. Right. Unless we absolutely have to. And we think we can be competitive with the team we've got at the moment. That's what we're gonna do. It's harder to get into this team than it is to get out of it. So your current rank pain. is 162 in our SEN Tassie Breakfast Group. Mine's 160 and Hammers is 57. So we're all battling. Uh, we but are. Well done to Rothy's Mob, who is now first in the SEN Tassie Group with a total score of 11.63. Well, he's got a massive head start. He knows the league pretty well, Scott, doesn't he? <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a very I good thought point. he could have gone in a little bit more under the radar with his name, <laughs> just so we don't get the NBL integrity people looking at our league. We've gone with something else there, Scott. Uh, no, nah, good start for Rothy's men. Yeah, Mob. Absolutely. Now, of course, Amy is supporting Tasmanian Doers, Tim. You're a part of this big function coming up next month. With well, I'm hosting Curtis, it, huh? hosting it. <laughs> Bo Webster, and I love the commercial. I got to, I got to listen to the commercial over the weekend. Bo is mentioned before you, which I loved. Yeah, because they're the talent. No, you were in the middle. I'm just the host. Yeah, it didn't say anything. About I'm you going into host. your seat. Second name. <laughs> Iconwin.com.au is where you need to go to tell us about an Amy Tasmanian doer. Could be someone doing a great job in sport or any role. Just let us know how they're going. Important. Are you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say before we get to the break whilst we're on the NBL did we hear Mario and Gazy pushing me to be in the well if you missed this yes this the, is the, um, the run home let the, 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 the oh, audio yeah. take oh. care of it Tim here it is tell you what if, if Scott Roth is the king of Hobart Milton Doyle would very quickly become the prince <laughs> tell you what if Hutchie's yes. listening to this yes. uh, T-Pain won't be just uh, consigned to the breakfast show you might be doing the NBL <laughs> coverage sooner rather than later Tim I'll have a seat with Gaze I'll be expanding your portfolio well if that's going to happen the checkbook will need to come out won't it <laughs> First of all, I'll be in the hammer. Hammer will be one done. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. my state arena. Did that come up at your secret meeting with the CEO last week? Yeah. No, did, it's this you week. You knew about that hammer, didn't you? It's this week. Yeah, no, you didn't. You no, had secret discussion lunch. with the CEO last week. Yeah, because we've got a, a breakfast yeah, in Launceston sure, this week. Sure, Tim. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to go uh, to our... Uh, an SEN breakfast when we're looking after our partners. Yeah. Actually, Brent, I'm, you're probably too busy and... Haven't been asked you know, you him. want to take all the... Haven't been asked. Everything that comes with it, but I'm you not, don't want to go and do the hard yards. I'm and, not the star of the show, my boy. Unfortunately, it's you. So that's the perks of being the star of uh, the three of us. You coming up, Hamish, or...? 
We don't know anything about it, Tim. You it's all about you, as usual. Very heavy on my shoulders. Uh, <laughs> we want to hear from you this morning on the text line 0437 552 You might have a message for the Premier, Jeremy Rockliffe. You might have one for James Henderson, Tasmanian Footy Club board member. They're all going to be joining us here in the studio. You can call us as well, 1300 42 1533, or grab us on social media at SEN Tassie on X and Instagram, also on Facebook and TikTok. There's so many ways you can get to us this morning. We're off to our first break. And coming back with Premier Jeremy Rockliffe next here on SEN Tassie Brecky. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. 17 minutes past 7 o'clock, SEN Tassie Breakfast for a Monday morning. Tim, we often say Scott Roth is the most important man in Tasmania. We've got the second most important man in the studio with us this well, morning. You often say third after yourself. Oh, well, actually. <laughs> must be, well, you must be in there too. You do Four, more public speaking than the Premier, to the, be fair. Yeah, well, the fourth most important person in Tasmania, <laughs> Jeremy Rockliffe, the Premier, is in the studio this morning. Good morning, Premier. Good morning, Brett. Good morning, Tim. And happy with fourth, particularly behind Scott Roth. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man about town, there's no doubt about that. Indeed. All right, let's get straight down to business, Premier, because uh, you've got a busy morning ahead, so we'll try not to keep you too long. But the Mac Point Draft Precinct Plan released yesterday, of course. What's the initial reception to that been like? Are you confident you've addressed some of the frequent concerns we've heard over the journey? Look, it's a fantastic uh, plan for what is a great urban re- renewal opportunity. Yes, the stadium's a centrepiece of that, but uh, what it highlights is the fact that there is a place for all people uh, to gather, our visitors, our international guests, uh, hospitality venues, sporting precincts, art, culture, and of course, uh, importantly, uh, informed by a culturally uh, sensitive uh, recognising our First Nations people park as well. So uh, it's really, it's uh, something for uh, everyone and the reception so far has been relatively positive I have to say, but also thank you to all the people that put all those submissions in. 2,000 submissions um, there's a lot of uh, forums and meetings around to gather uh, people's information as well and, and ideas and this is a draft plan so people can uh, continue to provide that feedback. Yeah, in, in terms of the transport around we saw there's some bike biking stuff, some bus stops, is is there a grand plan to go beyond that once the stadium is complete in terms of the ferry services or uh, the light rails, all that sort of stuff that's been spoken about? Is it a concern that getting people in and out yeah, at the look, moment? Yeah, that's a great question. And really this is around the design of a, the bigger picture as well. Yep. So the Greater Hobart Transport Plan will be releasing shortly and that will highlight, as you say, that investment in the ferry network. Uh, the road network as well, but also the fact how important that uh, public transport is and that northern suburbs uh, transit corridor, of course, so important for that as well, uh, that rapid bus transit uh, opportunity, bus transport. So people often talk about car spaces in and around um, the Macquarie Point precinct. Uh, This is actually about um, enhancing our public transport opportunities so people can come from elsewhere, uh, enjoy um, without getting that congestion in the car yeah. parking and then just go back to their homes and well, we spoke uh, about that a few times didn't we i'm not sure how many people yeah. drive in and out of the mcg when there's a hundred thousand there it's exactly the car parking is not high on the priority i would have mm. thought and yeah. the car park's often closed because of the weather anyway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and look at the challenges we've had with bill reeve and people often say look let's upgrade bill reeve and the like 
not appropriate uh, yep. a venue for what we want. And, of course, traffic is a huge problem there as well. Absolutely. This got my attention last night, Premier. You posted on social media that you're going to build Mac Point in a way that it can grow as we grow as a, a team and a club and, and what and our needs basis, I suppose. That means there'll be space and infrastructure in place so we can upgrade capacity to 40,000 in future years if we need it. That was your quote on social media. Where's this leave the roof? Now, with this new information about potential increase in size, is the roof, I know the AFL's been adamant about it, but I've had my doubts all this way along. I'm on the record since March saying I'm not sure if it's going to be there. Are you guaranteeing there's still going to be a roof there with this capacity increase down the track potentially? Look, what the it highlights um, in that post is that uh, often there's discussion around, you know, is there enough room for the stadium? And yes, there is, clearly. There's enough room for a 23,000 seat capacity, uh, 40,000 seat capacity, and it all really depends on the design. And we are committed to a roof, Brent, absolutely. And uh, we want this venue to be uh, multi-purpose as much as possible, of course. And uh, within the AFL agreement, it provides for a roof and we're committed to the roof. So how does that work for capacity down the track? If it's a, a fixed perspex roof, it's a simple case of ripping that off, is it, and building it higher? or? They'll all be in the design. I'm not an engineer. Um, there are <laughs> fantastic engineers that will be doing all that expertise, of course, and uh, look forward to that. And people often talk about the design of uh, the stadium, and that'll be taking place over the course of the next 12 months, of course. What you see in the master plan, as we produced uh, just yesterday, and that urban renewal uh, precinct plan um, is still not the actual design of the stadium. The design of the stadium will come over the course of the next uh, 12 months, and then it's a great opportunity as well. And I want to ensure that the whole Macquarie Point precinct, uh, with all its hospitality venues, um, with all the opportunity, of course, of a culturally informed park, with all the opportunity, of course, of the housing uh, as well, uh, to be truly iconic, uh, embrace our waterfront, Antarctic precinct as well. Uh, this is a huge opportunity for this precinct, uh, including the stadium, to be truly uh, Tasmanian. Yeah, and we, and we know it is, a, it is a precinct, but nailing down, this is a sports radio show, so we want to know, our listeners want to know, when is when are we expected to break ground on the stadium itself? Because obviously 2028 is the entry date to the AFL, so we, we need to get that moving. Absolutely, we do. And so we're into the Parliament this week. Uh, we'll table an order to the Parliament to get the planning process underway with a project of state significance. Uh, legislation, of course, uh, hopefully that'll go through uh, the Parliament. I'm expecting support from our opposition, um, given they supported the amendment to the bill more recently. And then we can start that planning process, uh, Tim, uh, which is that economic, social and environmental look at uh, the, the stadium. And hopefully uh, we'll break ground in the not too distant future that'll probably be a 12-month process yeah so is 2028 realistic for the team to come in premier obviously we can play at utas and, and blunston for a year i think the, the contract says before we need to be in the stadium but do you see that timeline pushing out uh no 2028 very committed to that you've got uh the new chairman um chairperson uh, grain o'brien the new board established fantastic board reflective of tasmania truly tasmanian in many respects with all those connections uh, they've hit the ground running and uh, their focus is that uh, team hitting the ground in 2028, stadium or not. So we have U we have UTAS, of course, a wonderful facility at York Park. Uh, we've got Bell Reeve. Uh, we can make it happen and we will. Is the fact that it's a minor minority government a an issue with getting that across the line, do you think? Are you still confident you can get deliver, deliver it? 
Yes, uh, very confident because the more and more we speak about this, the more excited people get about the footy team. Uh, the more excited, you know, the young kids get, the parents get, um, the momentum's building. Yeah. And I can really sense that now. It's been a hard road to hoe, if I can use that farming <laughs> analogy. Uh, but it's uh, one that's well and truly worth it. And so the Parliament uh, will have to step back and really think about, you know, are, is the Parliament going to play politics and deny decades-old dream and the economic opportunity uh, or are they going to embrace the opportunity and provide ideas uh, to make it better? And so I'm confident, despite the fact that uh, the minority government situation, we're still going to get through this, the upper house as well, of course. So um, there's a fair bit to go through, but I'm very confident. Yeah. Premier Jeremy Rockliffe is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. A couple of listener questions, Premier, for you. Tommy C asks, if your government wins a majority in the 2025 or earlier election, can you move the stadium back to major projects? Well, I, what we're committed to is the Parliament this week and the Project of State Significance, which is a good opportunity as well because you can uh, look at all those environmental, social and economic aspects of the project and make some trade-offs in that respect. So the Project of State Significance uh, planning process will and can deliver uh, the stadium. So I'm committed to that uh, and, and seeing that through. Uh, a quick one on the high-performance setup. Where's that at at the moment? Uh, well, that's a fantastic opportunity because we've got people actually embracing that yeah. and wanting uh, to be part of it yeah. uh, within their municipality. And so uh, that's going through uh, that process now of uh, consultation in terms of uh, getting feedback from the communities that would like to have that opportunity. It's a $70 million um, infrastructure as well, which is terribly exciting and, um, and a community facility at that. So wherever that lands... Uh, that will be very exciting for the local communities because they'll be able to embrace that and utilise those facilities as well. Yeah, and we had Tony Pinata on last week, wasn't it? We mm. spoke to him the same thing about the, he wants a soccer one, he's after a, a stadium, so there's lots going on. But is there any, do you see the day where we, we can put sort of like a high-performance centre for a number of sports together like they have in, um, Melbourne, in Melbourne at Olympic Park there? Look, these days it's important that we utilise our resources as most effectively as possible yeah. and uh, multi-use resources and multi-use purpose uh, facilities as much as possible. And so any opportunity we get to you know, bring together um, sporting codes as much as possible uh, is an opportunity that we can't deny. Yeah. Did you find it bizarre the Hobart City Council was so against the High Performance Centre being in their community, I suppose, given they hadn't seen a design, it's going to not cost them a cent, it's going to bring all this you know, revenue and potentially into the into their community. Did it sit bizarrely for you? Well, it did, and I think I, perhaps I used those words too, Brent, and uh, I just find it, you know, incredulous, if I can use that word, uh, that people would say no instantly uh, without having a greater look into, hold on, how could this work here? Is it possible? Um, this is a good opportunity for our community and more broadly. And, you know, I've been very critical of the, the no brigade um, in more recent years where people just, you know, look for things to say no to effectively. And um, that doesn't provide aspiration. That doesn't support our economy. That doesn't support the aspiration of our kids uh, either. And so I did find that strange, um, but I was equally heartened by other municipalities uh, that came on board and said, hold on, uh, we'll put our hand up for this. Yeah, can't understand why you wouldn't want it. We've got another listener question. This is from JD Wayne. 
Why can't the Libs build dedicated facilities for grassroots sports? Sports can't grow uh, time-sharing with others. Meanwhile, elite sports facilities consume funds previously earmarked for kids, example being the deck for the JJs and no community courts, which I believe is coming. Absolutely. And, um, you know, the Jack Jumpers is a great example. And thanks very much for the question because it's a good one. And one of the challenges that uh, we've got right now, Nick Street's got, um, uh, indeed, uh, and his, um, his responsibilities as well, of course, he said many times. And that is the Jack Jumpers have provided that, grass, that grassroots um, momentum, if you like. So we've got more kids uh, wanting to, you know, put down the mobile phones and bounce the basketball across the court. And we need more courts, um, and that's what we're doing. And um, courts in Launceston, of course, um, coming along line as well with the northern suburbs development. Uh, but also, there's been an enormous amount of investment uh, when it comes to, uh, particularly, upgrading change rooms and sporting facilities. Ensure that we have provide for both boys and girls, men and women as well, and le leveling of the playing field. And as we work around the state, uh, we need to upgrade those grassroots facilities. Uh, we accept that, we are, uh, and we'll continue to do that. Well, why is it a challenge, Premier? Because I, I remember covering this story back in 2010, I reckon, when David Bartlett was Premier, we were talking about Cosgrove High and doing that up for basketball. You go to Elfin or Rain or Clarence or Moona, they're, they're the same as when I was playing 20 years ago. That's no joke. It feels like a time warp when you go in there. Why has it been such an issue? I, I went to Melbourne on the weekend, watched my nephew play, beautiful brand-new 12-court facility. They're pretty much dotted in suburbs everywhere over there. Why has it been a challenge for us to get proper basketball facilities for so long? Well, uh, that's a very good question. And what the Jack Jumpers has highlighted is the fact that, um, you know, we've been caught really by the massive momentum of uh, that opportunity and uh, the enthusiasm of our kids. Now, if I go to the northwest coast, of course, um, uh, where I live, uh, we've got, you know, pretty good facilities uh, all the way up the northwest coast. We love our basketball uh, up there. Uh, but we need to acknowledge the fact that we've got a growing sport there as well and uh, improve those facilities. And we are and absolutely have to do that. Another question in here, Premier. When is he going to release all the costings for his his proposed stadium, <laughs> including all the opportunity costs? She's been out to the site of the drilling. This is of, Suzanne Cass. Is sorry, yeah, of the twenty metre pylon into a rock base. What has been spent to date? Who is paying the expensive in terms of board the and the wages of our sole employer? Who I imagine is Jack Rewald. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, well of the club. Well, of course, we've had the uh, budget process um, this year in May um, that was setting up the initial costs of um, the AFL uh, Tasmanian team, including uh, the, the board and uh, all the associated costs, of course, uh, an investment by um, the Tasmanian uh, government. But what we need to also remember is the investment that's going to come with our investment. So we're contributing $12 million a year for 12 um, years, of course. It's part of the agreement, including the capital of the stadium and including um, the High Performance Centre. The AFL are putting in $360 million. Uh, we've got $240 million from the federal government from the Macquarie Point. We've got, we've got $65 million uh, from uh, the federal government, of course, uh, for to match our commitment to York Park. So this is over a half a billion dollars coming because of uh, this opportunity. Uh, but the economics, uh, the social, again, and the environmental will all be taken care of in the planning process. 
We could sit here and talk about this all day, Premier. There's so much we could unpack with you, but you've got a busy morning, busy week ahead too with, with Parliament returning tomorrow. Thanks so much for coming in this morning and answering our questions, and we look forward to doing it again down the track. Look forward to that. Thanks very much, Tim, and thanks, Brent. Cheers. Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe here in the studio. We're off to news, sport and weather, and coming back with more next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Yes, it is indeed 34 minutes past 7 o'clock. Uh, the Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe just exiting the studio. Tim, what did you take out of that? Um, it's this long way off, that stadium. It's not being built anytime soon, Bruno. No, no. But hopefully in the next few weeks we get some more detail. Yeah, it's going to be a big week by the sound of it. With it for so him, hitting yeah, Parliament. For sure. yeah. what, what did you think of the initial concept designs you saw yesterday? Oh, what I saw of it quickly, I didn't mind. But again, it's how far off is it? And as he said, things can change again. Like they've had some obviously feedback to get to this point, and they'll yeah. still seek more and, and try and improve it as best they can. And trying to get it bigger was interesting as well, because you're right, we're going to rip that roof off and go again. And I understand you can design it slightly differently, but I imagine that's going to be hammer. It's going to cost a bit of that, <laughs> I would have thought. Well, our next guest will be able to shed some more light on all this for us. James Henderson, Tasmanian Football Club board member, will join. Uh, what do you got well, for us? Tim? Our, one of our favourites, Flash from La Trobe, has texted him, but the. The text is missing. Yes, I don't know why that happens. I, I don't know. It's <laughs> we'll Flash fire in again, mate, and we'll, we'll read it out. <laughs> James Henderson joins us next year on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Don't go anywhere. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Right on 7.40 on this Monday morning, we talked about uh, the Tasmanian power rankings, Tim, with the Premier earlier. Well, the top four in the room in one day. Where does our next guest rank here? Because Five. managers of the Stars now, Tasmania Football Club inaugural board member, James Henderson, good morning to you. Brent, good to be here. Oh, Tim, <laughs> Tim nervous. Oh, I don't know what happened Managers there. here, he's, he's rocked you. There you go. We got you now, Hendo, that's good. Nice Morning. to see you. Good to see you guys too. <laughs> Pretty humbling to be in this great studio. I listen every week wherever oh. I am around the world to the two of you, uh, chipping away at each other. How's, <laughs> yeah. how's the 360 going? Uh, well, we've only done Tim so far. I'm a little nervous about Friday because that's surprise. when mine's coming up. Is that so, right? Well, it was supposed mm. to be today, but he, oh, we've got the Premier coming in, so we don't want to be rushed for time. Mm. So again, old thin-skinned Costello, <laughs> or as our listeners like to call him, Splinters. 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 He's always sitting on the fence, they reckon. <laughs> <laughs> what, how, have you, how have you thought the show's going? Are you happy with uh, your, your client's choice of partner? Do you think we're gelling okay, Hendo? Well, mate, I think you're doing an incredible job. <laughs> uh, you are the anchor of the show. Payne worries me a little bit. Like, you know, week on, week out, all these bloody headlines, I get these Google alerts coming at me every, <laughs> every five seconds about somebody sprayed or... What about English, yeah, who pokes English me? cricket? What oh. the hell? <laughs> What's going on there? Well, don't start me because I'm sick. I just want to have a quiet week with no <laughs> flack on my social media. I'd like to turn it on and just have a nice coffee in the morning without flat-out abuse from England. But So are you expecting Alex to play tonight? I wouldn't have thought so. No. Our mail is that they'll go unchanged, yeah. the Aussies tonight. But yep. And we'll win. We, we could bring George, we'll but he won't, answer, he won't answer his calls at the moment. <laughs> it's the middle of the night. That's Give true. Break, That's yeah. true. Or well, we better straighten up here and talk some footy. You're in town for the second board meeting for the Tasmania AFL club today. Gee, that sounds good to say, doesn't it? It does. It's it amazing. does. And whilst it's the second meeting, wow. Um, I think it's just over a month since we announced the board. Um, the very first thing that we did on that day was create subcommittees across all the critical work streams of the footy club. 
and uh, I'm sitting on two of those subcommittees. I've probably had 11 meetings leading into today. So each of the work stream pieces of work are being presented to the board today. And then we'll start to work through some prioritisation of key next steps. So 30, 40 days in, but wow, we're having, we're having a go pretty early, which is great. What, what is top of the agenda in the next few months? What are, the, what are some of the bigger tasks the board's hoping to tick off? Uh, probably moving? they're all around infrastructure, Pony. Um, you know, obviously I've heard the Premier this morning talking about the latest uh, developments with the precinct plan at Macquarie Point. A um, lot of conversation about the High Performance Centre. A um, lot of interest in that, which is terrific. Mm. Um, you know, we've got a base plan for what we need that, that um, we're now moving into the next stage of that. That's really critical. Um, you know, there's a timeline around the stadium uh, driven by the deal with the AFL that whilst we're not involved in that and we're not a contractual part of that obligation, it's, it's clearly that moving along brings forward everything else behind it from a, from a club perspective, whether that's commercial, whether it's people, whether it's um, the culture of what we're building. Do you have a preference for the high performance site, James? Uh, I got rung specifically on the weekend mentioning Seven Mile Beach is in the mix now. Uh, it's a, a nice piece of land down there. And, yeah. Uh, obviously, Rosney Park Golf Course, the old site there. What, what's your preference as um, a board member? Yeah, look, we, during the task force process, we did an enormous amount of work on this and, and consulted widely with the Players Association. Nick Rewalt was pretty driven on it. And I, I think... For me, it needs to be as close as possible to the CBD. That would be my catch-all. Um, you know, um, born and bred here, Seven Mile Beach is 10, 15 minutes from the CBD. You know, most of the sites that have been talked about are not that far away, but I think the closer the better would be my view. And, and for, thinking for what of, reason? Uh, you know, we're going to end up with 75% of the list will be from interstate and and you know they'll want to have convenience to everything I mean, this stadium precinct will absolutely change this city um so again you want to be near the action and you're only 10 15 minutes away from getting out of the action if that's what you want to do and 10 15 minutes is a long time for hobartians <laughs> yeah, I, I don't go to kingston a lot it's just too far <laughs> wait in terms of the high performance center setup and why are the two ovals so important yeah, look, it's a great question. And I think, uh, to be honest, over the last probably six months, the reason it's two ovals, let me step back before I go forward, the, that seems to be the norm. Yeah. So every every AFL club, particularly the Melbourne-based clubs over the last five years, have all been going to a two-ground two model. Yeah. Um, the reasons are around having something that's MCG-sized for a start. Uh, there's also the ground maintenance and everything that comes with that. You've now got women's teams. So, you know, you look at these clubs with potentially four teams training on one venue, that gives you the flexibility. But fascinating in the last six months, starting here, a lot of clubs saying that two's too many yeah. by way of maintenance and cost and everything. So I wouldn't rule out that, that we end up in a, in a one yeah. ground model. Uh, that probably helps enormously with, with ground eva- or space availability. Um, but right now, we're still, that's the core need. Yep. Um, bear in mind that this club potentially ends up with six clubs, six teams. Mm. You know, we, we, we will be involved with the under 18 program as a club. And then, you know, looking at VFL and AFL for both women and men. So that's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. 
James Henderson, uh, the Tasmania Football Club board member, is our guest on SEN Tassie Breakfast this morning. Wanted to talk to you about timelines, Hendo, if we can. Twenty twenty eight. Start him on this. No, well, look, it's a hot button. No, oh, why no. do you call him Splinters? He's, he loves it. He this is one. This. There's the A League soccer thing, and there's the two thousand and twenty eight <laughs> timeline on the AFL team. He go. This is his one thing he gets off the fence. I'd love so to let s- him go, Tim. I'd love to see it start tomorrow. You know that. But twenty twenty eight, Hendo. I'm just not sure we'll get there. But you, are you confident with that? And second part of a two-part question could we see a women's team before the men's team and maybe even earlier than 2028 yeah look i think um the great thing about this first 30 to 60 days of the the board coming together we've talked a lot about timelines it's one of the reasons as i said earlier we've done so much in this initial 30 days to really help us all get up to speed with what the critical touch points are and look 28 um it's it's feasible there's no doubt about that, but it's a long way away. So, you know, one of the, one of the critical things that, that we're working on is how we really get everybody involved and come for the ride. Um, and if, if you're on the ride for the next five years waiting for the men to debut or longer, it's a bloody long time. So um, I like the point about women. You know, I think uh, look at the success of, of the Matildas and the whole engagement of sports fans all around the country in that team. I think it'd be really cool for an elite sport team in this country to debut women ahead of men. I think what we need to try to do is every every year from next year have something cool within our reach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think next year, as I said earlier, there'll be more involvement around the under-18 program. And then rolling beyond that, if you think of the sequence of it, perhaps we've got a women's team playing the VFL competition in 25, go flat out for the... AFLW team in 26, Whew. VFL 27, and then the boys, de- the men debut in 2028. So each year, membership growing, engagement growing, passion growing, merchandise growing, you know, that's the journey. Sort club from the get-go. You know, we've got, obviously, we've got the board in place. We've got Jack Rewald in place. What's the next appointments are we looking at from an executive? Yeah, side? a lot of chat about that today. Um you know, part of the chicken and egg with this is that it would be awesome to be having a CEO in place earlier than later um, and let that CEO grow the club and, and the organisation. Uh, I'm not sure we're quite ready to get the the type of CEO that we'll need in two or three years' time. So um, work our way through that. Uh, again, the timing of the teams is really critical because you're going to build out a football department really quickly um, and doing that with the best people possible um, but I think, again, that's probably six months away from really getting our heads around that. Um, but there will be appointments made in the next three to six months. Exciting. Uh, text in here from Flash from Latrobe for you, James. Morning, lads. Can you ask James if he's aware of an expected time frame on memberships, please? It's the one constant people want answered. Cheers, Flash from Latrobe. Yeah, well, Flash will have something early next year around that. So, you know, at the moment there's some preliminary work being done around formats of memberships and the like. Um, Jack's work with the fabric, Jack Rewalt, he, he will be traveling the state, getting people's views on everything from the brand to the culture to to the foundation of what a membership package should look like. So we want to use this consultation period to make sure we get this right, but there will be memberships on sale next year. You spoke about the high performance and the football um what would you call it? The football side of things being sorted out. Two of your clients, Chris Fagan, Alistair Clarkson, highly respected football people. One of them a Tasmanian born and bred. Is there any chance that either of those two could be 
involved in the setting up, all the Ooh. setup. Given Clarko's already done a little bit of work behind the scenes, I think. Uh, I think in the next two years, no. Um, Fags has got another two years on his Brisbane contract. Clarko's got four years to go at North Melbourne. Um, yeah, do the maths. Right? <laughs> Probably starts to line up. But um, look, we're, we're lucky that there are so many Tasmanians in the system, the AFL system, and and since this club was confirmed, uh, there, there's been extraordinary interest in helping out. However, all sorts of guys can, and and um, yeah, maybe maybe Clarko and Fags, but there's a whole bunch of other names that have put their hand up and would be great additions to this club going forward. Yeah, And four, four Tasmanians expected to go in the top 20 yeah, of this year's draft as well. So we're mm. starting to build a little footy team, Bruno. Yeah, absolutely. Before I ask you a novelty question to finish off, Endo, people ask me, does it get done? Does it get done? Is it going to happen? As we see here today, we've got a licence. Can you see a day where we actually hand that back? And the more things we no do... Chance. No, no chance. And more this things club's going to happen. Yep. There is absolutely no doubt about that. I just can't imagine a day where I report on a story where we're handing back an no. AFL license. No, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot's going to have to go right still, obviously, but yeah, what's going to happen is to just reassure everyone that 100%. this will get 100%. And I think, let's be clear, footy's been under pressure down here for a long time. And the AFL, you know, have had to do something significant to get footy back on track. And I think you can see from since this club was announced, then that, yes, it's a provisional license, but the passion and the talk, even the fact that here we are sitting in a, a you know, a full-time radio station in Tasmania d- dedicated to sport. Now, we've got some amazing stuff happening in sport in this state, but footy's the flagship and there's so much momentum. I mean, how do you turn that around? So, you know, 99.9% certain we will have a footy club and we will have the most amazing time watching our Tassie players, men and women, um, take this state to a whole different level. Now, novelty question, as I said, a quick one too, because we've got to get to a break before 8 o'clock. But I've known this man for a long time, but I've only worked with him professionally for three <laughs> or four months now. You've known him for a very long time. Any advice you can give me about our relationship moving forward, please? Yeah, God. How long we got? Eight minutes to the news. I'd be, I, I'd be your easiest client, would not? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Outside of the little window Sometimes there. not, Payne. <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of mythbusters about Payne, and, and uh, the only one that isn't a mythbuster really is the fact that the credit card never comes out. Yeah. It's probably one, one of the tightest people going around. So, yep. Brent, probably suggest every now and then leave your credit card at home and yep. just make him... Put his hand in his pocket. Neither of us will have him here, though. (laughs) Great to have you in the studio, mate. Love to do it again sometime soon. Good luck today for board meeting number two. How exciting. And thanks for joining us on SEM Tassie Breakfast. Thank you. James Henderson joining us. Going to get to a break on the other side of it. We wind up the first hour of the show this morning. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Oh, two minutes away from eight o'clock. We've got time to breathe now, Timmy. It's been a big first hour of the show. The Premier. Big guest. James Henderson in the house. We should have asked him if we could take the mics into this morning's board members. Well, I think I've got a pretty firm note with that. I did, did ask if there's any other Can major we... opportunities today. No, I mean walk straight in. Not stand outside like you'd have to. Straight in. You'd, you'd be able Sit to. Sit in and ask a few questions. Oh, right. I yeah. see. I see where you go. Just yeah. 
each individually <laughs> and then cut it together as a big interview for next for Friday's show. A couple of texts in here. Brent, good to catch up last Thursday. I was going to call in Friday oh. morning, but I was a little dusty and had the long haul home. Cheers from Josh. Well, it was nice to see you too, Josh. And he's a little also- dusty. I hope he's not driving home, Breno. <laughs> but uh, i tell you what, he, he flew into you a week ago. He was all over you. And now this morning we've got two texts in from him. Yeah. Tim, maybe Brent has taken the feedback on board and he's finally off the fence from Josh. Never had splinters ever. So you and him are now frenemies. BFFs. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hey, let's get to news because I want to talk cricket with you very, very soon because we've got a big game tonight at the World Cup against Sri Lanka. Huge game. Must win. And Tim Payne will give us his thoughts next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast in Hour 2 after New Sport and Weather. In Hobart, showers easing, windy 15 today, then sunny and 21 tomorrow. In Launceston, partly cloudy 17 today, sunny and 18 the top tomorrow. And don't miss the run home with Annie and Gazy this afternoon from 3 on SEN Tassie. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Yeah, no, still haven't really quite put my finger on what playing an Australian way means. Um, and I've been playing for a long time. But, uh, I mean, uh, no doubt we haven't been up to the standard that we like to hold. Um, yeah, we've, we've been off the mark and been outplayed both games. So, um, you know, when we're at our best, we're putting big runs on the, on the board. We're putting the pressure back into the opposition. Um, you know, us bowlers are taking wickets through the middle. So we haven't been able to pull any of that together so far. So... Um, yeah, we know what makes us a really good team. Uh, again, it wasn't that long ago. We're, we're number one in the world, so we don't have to look back too far to, to work out when we're playing our best. Haven't pulled it together so far. Need to tonight. Australia-Sri Lanka. Must-win game for the Aussies. Tim Payne, former and test captain. Thoughts? Who would have thought that heading into this World Cup we'd be none and two and looking at Sri Lanka as a danger game? Not an ideal situation, is it? No. It really isn't. And, and Sri Lanka are also none and two, but they've had one massive difference to us. Their two scores Runs so here. far have been 340, which were chased down, yep. and then 328 against South Africa, who unfortunately got 428. Mm-hmm. So Sri Lanka's strength is clearly in their batting. Um, They'll take three spinners in, you'd think? Well, you'd imagine. I mean, they'd be mad yep. if they didn't pick three spinners. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not worried because, again, I think if we play, I've said it the whole way, if we play our best cricket, we can beat any team in the world. But I tell you what, if Sri Lanka end up batting first and putting 300-plus on the score on the board, I'm worried. Yep. I'm seriously worried. Unchanged, it looks Unchanged like. Unchanged team, I would imagine. I mean, it would be staggering if they went back. The, you know, we, we've spoken about the change of wicketkeeper, but I can't see them going back the other way after one game. And if you look at the bench, what what options have they got? They've got Sean Abbott sitting there. I don't think he's going to come in. They've got Green. Stoinis has just come back in for him, so I think that will stay. Yep. Um, who's the other one there? Hetty's obviously not over there. We don't have another spinner to bring in. Yep. So unchanged for me. And I think the keys to winning tonight are clearly, we've spoken a little bit about it already, is top order runs in that power play and not just... We, not only do we need a fast start, but we need someone to go on. We've had one part, two, one partnership each game of 50. We need more partnerships. We need someone in that top three or four to get a big 100. Because I think when we talk about the Australians' play of spin 
not being great. What gets overlooked is our is our top three getting out and then our middle order having to start against spin. Mm-hmm. It's not that we can't play spin. These are the best players in Australia. They can play spin, but starting against spin in India is difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult. You look at the teams that are getting big scores, South Africa to Cox gone 100 100. Then your middle order players can come in with a guy set at the other end who can take the spinners down as soon as they come on, and it's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. What we are is three for 40, three for 30, three for 60, spin on, two new batters. It's extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. So we need a, we need better starts. We need some set batters in against their spin if they do pick spin, three spinners against us. Um, in terms of our bowling, I'd like to see a bit more a bit more aggression. So we look at Jasper Bomber at the moment. He's on fire, and what's he do? He's, he looks, he's either hitting hard length straight at the top of the stumps, he's bowling a bouncer at your badge, and he, and he bowls it regularly once and over, and he has amazing change-ups. Yep. I haven't seen that too much from the Aussies yet. We, we seem to just be hitting a length, hitting a length. That's great. I'd like to see Mitchell Stark try and blow stumps out of the ground. I want to see him use his bouncer. I think if Mitchell Stark uses his bouncer, his full ball becomes so much more effective. Mm-hmm. And the same with Paddy Cummins. When he's aggressive and going at the batters, I love seeing him use his bouncer. Hazelwood's got a great bouncer. Use it against these guys, even in on the slower wickets in India, and it'll open up other dismissals for us. And in terms of a fielding thing, we, we just need to improve. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to intent, attitude, body language. And I think that's, you know, we heard Pat speak off the, off the top of the segment there about the Australian way. I, I agree. Every Australian team has their own way of playing. But what every Australian team does is field at a high standard. And the other night in particular, if we're totally honest, it just wasn't good enough. Mm. It wasn't up to standard. It's not about the Australian way. It wasn't up to standard of international cricket and what we expect of that team. I want to get inside your head about the mental side because you've obviously led uh, an Australian cricket team. What would it have been like the last few days? You've started the tournament with two losses. How do you keep players... Um, in a good mental space, I suppose, heading into this game that is so important, you must win it. What would they be doing behind the scenes, do you think? Just no, We're not panicking. You want to keep it as normal as mm-hmm. possible. I think if you're trying to do something other than you weren't for the first two games, it feels a bit panicky, a bit reactive. and You don't want to be like that. I think you want to keep things really consistent. They know the way they want to play. It might not have looked like that to us because we're watching a bit of... What, the first few games have been a bit of a mess, really, mm-hmm. in terms of batting. But that's been execution, I think. I think they know the way they want to play. I think they know they need to get 350-plus. I think they know they need to be more proactive against spin. They just haven't executed it. When you don't execute it in India, Mitch Marsh said it best yesterday in media, if you don't get it right in India, it looks a lot worse than what it actually is. And if you, when you get it right, it can also look a lot better because of the small grounds and the wickets can look flat. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's about keeping it as consistent as you possibly can, making sure the players are are really clear in their role, which I'm sure they would be. And then it's just getting them in a mind space from a, an environment and prep phase to make sure they can go out and execute. It's it's pretty simple. Anything else you'd like to add? Because I want to talk to you about Shield cricket as well in this segment. But uh, any final thoughts before we, we move on about tonight's big game? No, I think it's pretty straightforward. We know how to win 50 over games of cricket, but I, I would like to say, and I think we have to now, I think we'll see a real little swing in our attitude. I think for the Australians for a long time have been a team that he's hunted. And I think now that the shoe's almost on the other foot, mm. we're, we're the underdogs in a lot of these games going forward, the way we've been playing. So I can't wait to see it. Again, to grab a quote from Mitch Marsh, he said, we, Australian teams traditionally play their best 
when their back's against the wall. And he said, at the moment, we are well and truly in backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. So they've got to come out swinging, which is a great place to be because we can't get any worse. <laughs> 7.30 tonight, I believe, is uh, the time of the game. So looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. Let's go to Red Ball. Sheffield Shield, Tasmania's second four-day game of the season underway in Perth. Six for two, 81. We are at Stumps. Jordan Silk unbeaten on 99. I think only the 12th player. I think I saw Rick Finlay tweet last night to be on 99 at Stumps in a Shield game. Good. So, Is that a good place to be or a bad place to well, be? Well, I think he said only one person hasn't gone on to make Oh, Make the ton out of those. Home and hose, then. Home <laughs> and hose. No pressure, Silky. Lock him in. Uh, who else did well? Uh, your man, Bo Webster, who, of course, uh, Amy he's Dewar. At the moment. You got to he talk is, about that at the Tassie function Dewar next. at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Talk about that at the function next month. Charlie Wakeham, 29. Um, and Matty Wade had a half century as well. So how are we set up here, Tim? Well, I think it's a pretty good, it's a pretty even day's cricket. It wasn't, from my viewing, it wasn't a typical whacker wicket. It was pretty flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'd like to see us push on this morning. If Silky can get a really big hundred, and you have Mitchie Owen, uh, Froggy Freeman, Lawrence Neil Smith, they can all bat a bit. But I think from what I saw on that wicket, we need to be three fifty plus yep. first innings, and then you're in the game, mm-hmm. absolutely in the game. It then forces WA to either bat quickly to get past us and get a lead, or they have to pull out around the same score or slightly below us if we can bowl well. But yeah, I think looking at that wicket and traditionally how good a side Western Australia can be. We need to push on this morning. The first two hours will be really critical that we build a couple of partnerships and push that score over 350. But um, otherwise, not a bad side against it. Not a bad start against a really strong side who have dominated state cricket for the last few years. Day two, I guess that starts about 1.30, our time, given the, the time difference over there in Perth. Now, this is something we don't do not need. So uh, a text has come here directed to Hammer, and we do not encourage oh. this at all. But I'll read it out anyway. Hammer, what are your thoughts on Tim's absence at the first two JJ's games? Yourself and Brent showing support, even flashes there, but no T-Pain. That's that's a very fair question. Not sure why it's directed at Hammer, but mm. uh, Hammer, uh, do you want to come over? Or? No, he's not going to come over. Once a week he is. Why, why haven't you been in any games? Because the TV coverage is sensational. Oh, come on, Tim. It's not as good as being there. You know No, it. it's not. I'll, but I'll, I'll get out there. I haven't. I've been out there a lot in the last few years, and I continue to do support the Jackies. I love the Jackies. No, I'll, be there. I'll be there. I've had a bit on. <laughs> Next game's the 27th, Melbourne United. Well, you know, well I'll go to that. Doesn't get much bigger than Doesn't. that. I like the big games. But yes. I, I don't like to commit too far in advance, Brent, because as you know, <laughs> things tend to change a little bit with me at times. Let's talk about the Jackies briefly because yeah, our second loss on the weekend against South East Melbourne. One point, Majuk Dang had the chance to... Take it to overtime with that uh, missed free throw. So I feel sorry for him. It's a lot of pressure in that situation, obviously. But yeah, just uh, they they just kept answering the questions that we we threw at them. Did you, you would have ex- we would expect to win that. I would have thought so. Yeah, yeah. Away or not. Yeah, I, I went in confident that we'd win. Yeah. yeah, and they were they 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 just kept at us, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Every every time we sort of had had a, a decent sized lead, they'd they'd come back and and to be fair, they did too. They'd. A few leads at times. We fought our way back, and uh, they were just a better team on the night. In the I've, got to, I've got to ask you because I found this fascinating. Matt Kenyon. Oh, yes. what about when we were leaving yes. him open to shoot? I was actually texting a few people because um, I saw the the daggers he was yeah. giving coach. Yeah. And I thought, am I imagining this, or is that actually? And no, it was apparently spoken about on the broadcast. Was it that? Oh yeah, he yeah. was going at him. Yeah. But right. obviously, it was our plan to leave him open and let him shoot yeah. threes, and he and he hit a couple, yeah. didn't he? And let him know about it. Yeah. 
So I found that fascinating. Yeah, I'd love to was. talk to someone inside. Like clearly it was a design of yes. defense. Would you let him out there, let him shoot the ball? A mental thing, do you think? Probably. Because he probably didn't hit the ones he would have liked last year for us. No. At times. So, yeah, fascinating. Definitely. I mean, it was... It, I, I love that kind of stuff because it's, mm. like you said, it's it's getting in his head. Is it is it slightly disrespectful? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. Is there something there that we didn't know about while he's not in the Jack Jumpers outfit now? Yeah. So Who a bit knows? quieter this week. Only the one game for the Jackies coming up. But Sunday afternoon, Kudos Bank Arena against the Kings. So that'll be a huge game up there. You be travelling or not? No, not travelling to this no. one. Watch it on the telly. Like you. Right. Yes. Well, I'm not an employee of the Jack Jumpers like you, so my flights aren't paid for. No, neither am I. Oh, stop neither it. Neither am I. No way you paid your own way over there. Of course I did. I took who, my daughter over for the weekend. Did you, did you pay for tickets? No, yeah, I did. I actually did. Oh, so my Lord. I actually did. Can you so believe this, in. Hammer? Sucked in. Oh, my God. Uh, text in here from Kicker Collins. How's the form of GWS's number one ticket holder, Jordan Silk? Very, very nice. <laughs> He's on fire. <laughs> SEM bump. Yeah, well... He had, last week. He, yeah, well, he came on between though, didn't he? So we can't really count that, can we? He already had a hundred under his belt. She's in good form though, our man. He's it's in good, good to form. see. Hey, Very we're off to a break. Form. Guess what's coming up next, Tim? Questions without answers. Your favourite segment, Splinters Costello. <laughs> That's next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Good morning. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Yes, it is. We love doing this, Tim, where we, we try and get an answer out of each other. doesn't always happen. It's tough getting them out of you, Splinters, that oh, is for sure. Don't say, uh, I know your it. mate Josh is now on board. But. <laughs> we do it thanks to Amer Safety, your Australian-owned workwear and PPE provider. You can go first today, Tim. All right, BC. What stood out to you the most about the MPPP, which is what? The MPPP, the Macquarie Point That's Precinct hits. Plan. Um, not a lot that we didn't already know, I don't think, really. Uh, looks good. Does? Everything... Seems to fit. How well it fits, I don't know. If well, it's that pretty was, tight. Was that not surprising? I was told it wouldn't fit. Yes. <laughs> Man, that's only a picture so far, so let's, let's wait and see. But no, I think it's uh, it, uh, it'll be good. It, it, was, look, it was interesting, the Premier this morning said not only would a 23,000 seat fit, but a 40,000. Mm, mm. wonder what it would be like then. Is it? Is it, you know, the Gabba hangs over the road up there, doesn't it, in Brisbane? Yeah. Um, well, there's no road around that. Marvel's quite... Straight up for the grandstand, directly straight. MCG sort of goes backwards on an angle. Yeah, there's parts of the MCG where you drive around yeah. and you're kind of under it, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see the, the proper design. We're not going to say that for a long time, according to uh, the, the front page of the Mercury today. So we'll wait and see. Tim, can New Zealand still win the World Cup despite Kane Williamson missing some matches with a fractured thumb? I think they can, yeah. I think they started the World Cup really well without him. He obviously came in and, and played retired hurt with the thumb injury but yeah from what i've seen from them so far they are a team that is playing with extreme confidence mm-hmm. and they look like they're enjoying themselves so i think when you got that combination anything's possible and we've spoken a lot before about their world cup record so i'm particularly with the aussies where they are mm-hmm. and england now where they are if those teams drop a game winning the world cup becomes a bit easier particularly with england potentially out of contention if they were to lose lose a third game mm-hmm. Uh, Breno, 
Out of the rumoured or completed AFL trades, which player will have the biggest impact for their new AFL team so far? Um, oh, look, we've spoken about this, haven't we? That a lot of players, their value seems to rise at this time of year, even though they probably haven't been players of significant note compared to others in the competitions because they're on the trade table, they're available. We talk them up like they're these superstars. Um, you know, Ben Mackay, good player. Is he going to be... Nice player. Yeah. Is he the superstar we're all making him out to be this trade period? Maybe not. To answer your question, Tim, I think Tyler Brockman, who my mob has picked up, the West Coast Eagles. Uh, we've lost pick 44 and 63. Can you just take your West Coast goggles off? Oh, do you want my honest answer? Yeah, I do. Especially I want your honest answer. Right. Well, Tyler right. Brockman then. All right. You sure? I think he'll be good. He's, he's shown a bit for the Hawks, obviously, over the journey, and I think he'll slot nicely into the West Coast lineup. So. What if what if Brody Grundy reaches his best footy? That's a, that's not a bad shout. Brody Grundy is obviously one of the best ruckmen in the comp. Hasn't been playing on it this season. Mm. I think he'll have a significant impact for Sydney. Could be the difference. So yeah. that's not a bad done, uh, bad retort well. from you. They've done well. They have indeed. Uh, Tim, you've mentioned how you've reached out to Chris Fagan and Scott Roth to get some advice on coaching. Who are some of the other coaches you've spoken to over the journey? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, lots. And I've tried over the years to take bits from coaches that I've also had. Uh, and even just as a player, I've had a number of coaches, whether it's been from the Hurricanes, the Tigers, underage stuff, Australia A, Australian Nineteens. Um we spoke recently about the lunch I did in Melbourne with Craig Bellamy and Alistair Clarkson. So I've certainly been really lucky to speak to a number of them. But um, yeah, well, yeah, quite a few. It's actually something I've, I've deliberately tried to seek out successful coaches and try and take bits and pieces of learnings from all of them, Brent. But um, Timmy Calls, your favourite? Timmy Calls, absolutely my favourite. <laughs> Not a- Look what Hammer's just written in here for us. Tyler Brockman is the best thing that has happened to the West Coast Eagles in three years. Kane Corns on the recruitment of Tyler Brockman. There you go. Well, there we go. I knew Great he would. I knew he would have got it from somewhere. <laughs> 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 uh, very good. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. No, it's your turn. <laughs> Even if the AFL license hadn't been announced, has this been the best year? for Tasmanian Aussie rules football in recent memories? Uh, in recent memory, yeah. We're going yeah. through a few of the good things that have happened. We've got, we got the Devils. Devils done well. Both. The state game, back in even back in 1990, who recently had the reunion. Uh, mm-hmm. The competitiveness of the TSL, inclusion team winning over yep. the weekend, and four top pick, top draft picks in the top 20. Tim, it has. It's been uh, one of the best years for Aussie Rules here in a long time. There you go. Question answered. And and we've got more to look forward to with the draft coming up. As you said earlier, was it four or five in the potential four in the top four? If we're 20. counting Riley. Yes, we're definitely counting. Even though technically we probably can't, but we will. Uh, Tim, the, does the AFL trade period go for too long in your opinion? Oh, I don't even know how long it goes for, Brent. Well, How's that last Monday answer? and it finishes yep. on Wednesday, I think. No, I like it. I like it. I love the AFL trade period. I'd like to see the Big Bash go down something similar. Because mm. I don't know if you've noticed, but Big Bash has a trade week. 
No know, one gets traded. Would not know. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got uh, Darcy Short for your man Dunkey, didn't we? Was that the, was that the trade uh, of the time? I don't... No, yeah, it was, it was, it was all extra, part of it? Yeah, there was an extra thing in extra that. Extra leg there? Yeah. But yeah, no, I like it because there's, there's something happening and it creates news and it keeps people interested in the game. Yes. It creates a bit of content. It so does think, drag a bit though, doesn't it? Well, like how it long could, would you rather it be? Oh, a week would be enough, I reckon. Well, it, do, it does seem to get busier, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. It all sort of comes to a head. But, but, no, I think but that's some the of same that's... with anything, isn't it? If you're buying a house or anything that's negotiable, it cl- it very rare the two people just agree at the start. Mm. There's always negotiation. Damien Gills just texted in and said it's the shortest transfer period in world sport. It doesn't sound like it if the Big Bash, Big is, Bash is shorter than that. <laughs> there you go, Damo. Thanks for listening this morning, though. Appreciate it. Uh, Tim, apart from your best friend, Scott Roth. Oh, what's all this about today? It's twice. Who's your, your favourite coach? Mike. Oh, no. Who's your favourite coach in the NBL? Who is it? Would have been Chase before. No, yeah, it was Chase. Oh, it has to be now CJ Bruton. CJ? <laughs> what? Okay. I love CJ Bruton. Why? I used to love watching him play. Okay. Good. Good answer. He's got a tough job. At He's the got a real tough job at the minute. Tough job. <laughs> and, I, and I like the, um, I forget his name at the moment, but I actually like the guy from the Phoenix. Is it Kelly? Mike Kelly. There yeah. you go. So I knew his name as well. Mm. No, I like him. You, you probably have, had dinner with him. You know what I notice? He's always at the refs. I love that about him, but he does it in quite a polite yeah. and not aggressive way. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I like the way he goes about it as well. <sighs> Brent, that got me a bit though. I'm glad on you, CJ Bruton. <laughs> if the Tasmanian AFL team could adopt one thing from the way the Jack Jumpers established themselves, what should it be? Um, if the Tasmanian team could adopt one thing from the way. Are you pointing? He's, he's pointing at himself, everyone. You can't see him right now. Oh, this stems back to last week. With with the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> if a Tasmanian AFL team could adopt one thing from Wait, the way. I, I asked you the question. Don't have to re rewrite it. Just give uh, me an answer, Splinters. Um, one thing. Tim Payne. No, nah, come on. Be serious. Um, just the way the Jack Jumbers have embraced the whole state. It's so important not just to be one place centric. And they've done it so well, going up for pre-season games, going up for community camps. Doing all of that is crucial to making it work. Yeah. I don't think anyone's done it better. No. Anywhere. Hurricanes have done a pretty good job, obviously, at, taking at, games. Right at the start, they yeah. did. And but, then, I mean, even when they're there, when the Jack Jumpers are there, like they're, they're all in. Their fan engagement from their playing group is as good as I've seen in any sporting team. Yes. Like, it's you don't see blokes dragging along their chin along the ground going, I can't be bothered being here. Mm. Every time I've been to an event with Jack Jumpers players and staff, they give yep. great energy. Yep. Talk to everyone, shaking mm. hands, great with kids, great with media. Yep. The buy-in of their playing group and their whole organisation has been, been awesome. good. Amir Safety, over 30 years of better brands and better service with the widest choice of PPE. That was questions without notice. Text here from... Uh, Dave from Gilston Bay. Trade started the Monday after the grand final, not last Monday. Well, Dave, I'm sorry you're wrong. It started last Monday. Trade Radio started the Monday after the grand final. So I think you're getting a little bit confused there. It's only the, uh, what are we, seven, eight, nine, ten day trade period. So thanks for your text, though, Dave. You're going to read that other one out? It's quite Which fun. One? Which one? Just read that the Aussie cricketers have been offered counselling if the no vote got up. Right. 
Well, that's an interesting text well, that we got in, isn't it? They might need it, Tim. What's they, wrong with that? Well, yeah, well, let's worry about the Well, cricket. you got a problem with that? I find it funny that that was put out publicly, don't you? Oh, well. well great. Go on and do that, but I'm not sure you need to release that. What do you think you've done that strategically our, or our something? our person who's messaged in. Well, I don't know. Why would you release that? Do know. we release when other people get counselling for any other thing that goes on in their life? Maybe. What's well, up? Just not released. It's a first for me. Okay. It's not released, exactly. Mm. Yeah, fair point. I found that strange okay. that it was released and obviously it's been supported by one of our listeners. Don't forget, you can get us this morning anytime on the text 0437 552 or you can even call us 1342 1533. We are off to new sport and weather and coming back with Andrew Jenkins, the CEO of Taz Racing, next. Yes, 8.34 on this Monday morning and Tassie Thoroughbred Racing is back under lights and joining us back under lights here in the studio after a long absence is the CEO of Taz Racing, Andrew Jenkins. Welcome back and we've got the barley tan as well, AJ. Well, he looks like he's been in the sunbed. Refreshed, yeah, he is. Uh, very, very kind. Great to uh, great to be back, boys, and thanks for having me. Now, really interested in this. We had, we had Matty Reid snap in, of course, uh, in your absence and... He had the big gig on Friday night hosting the Tasmanian Thoroughbred Awards in Launceston. How did he go for our listeners out there? He's a little nervous on Friday. Yeah, good performance, AJ? Dominated. Did yeah, he? Absolutely dominated the snap. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's, gr- a, he's grown. He has. He's a true professional, and uh, I know the prep that he, in all seriousness, I know the prep that he puts into uh, what he does, and uh, he jumped up on stage and handled himself with aplomb. There oh, were good. a couple of times where he was tap dancing where things may not have gone exactly to plan on the, the run sheet, but um, no, uh, snap handled himself very, very well. It was a really good night, really good night. Excellent. We had a few Tasmanian Hall of Fame in- inductees, one I know quite well glenn fair actually did he get up on stage and give a rundown he, he does the, one of those um you know when you do the race and he commentates it and he uses everyone in the rooms names. oh right he's brilliant at it so yeah right no he did uh, he did jump up uh glenn which was great and he's just such a lovely person yeah. so you really um you love seeing um great people within racing get that kind of um recognition so uh, the fairs uh, brought the whole family up there it was um yeah just just really lovely and uh, as i say glenn got up and, and spoke very very well and uh, all of the other inductees congratulations um likewise it's um yeah it was really well received yeah who else really we well have we had the law family trainers jack stubbs and terry evans and horse west quest and no great shock that the inevitable aj was the uh, ladbrokes horse of the year i would have thought pretty clear <laughs> pretty clear winner with full um, full respect to um to other horses that he was competing against but um he was uh, clearly next level the the little champ and of course um ended up representing as well in the in the turak um lost it at the start you know he oh. sat sat in the gate for uh for davy um perez and i, I think collectively anyone in tassie watching was yeah, just did what you did, Payne, and let out the <laughs> let out the sigh and yeah. thought, all right, come on, little fella, get around him. But you know, um, well done to well done to Davey. He really didn't have any choice; had to take him back and uh, take a sit and uh, and try and run him down late, uh, out wide, and look, finished better than midfield and and hit the line super. But if we could just get the the little bloke to um, to ping the lids, uh, it would have could have been a, a very very different story. But uh, geez, a good little horse, isn't he? I know you don't like when I do this, but I'm going to go through the paper because I'm trying to find <laughs> Snapper's article. Okay. Because I feel lost without, as I've called it, the Tassie Racing Bible that is now. <laughs> he is. But, his, brand's, yeah. his brand's grown, hasn't it, oh. since coming on with us? 
Well, well no, 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 just ask him. He does sort of swan, <laughs> ar- swan around the office, and once he comes in off SEN, there's a, there's a little bit of um, pep, bit of pep, in, is pep in the step. Oh, it would be. Yeah. Now, while Pony's flicking through the examiner, apprentice jockey Chloe Wells won the inaugural Carbine Club Raquel Clark Encouragement Award in recognition of the significant progress she made on return from a race fall injury. Yeah, she did. And look, Chloe's a, a ripper young kid, really works hard, and um, smashed up her femur um, oh, what, well over a couple of years ago now. So um, to be walking around, let alone riding racehorses and um, winners, really um, is, is evidence of the work that she's put in and the commitment that um, that Chloe has has demonstrated. So, yeah, it was, it was really great to see her up on stage and accepting the award. And as I say, really good young kid. So good on you, Chloe. You are right, Tim? You just have a sneeze there, eh? <laughs> Goodness me. Held it in, Do you want me to jump in yeah. with the last one? Or you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, local broodmare Tier, AJ, is that how we pronounce it? We'll go with Tier. Tier, Tier, producing Think It Over, the winner of the Everest. Th- yeah, producing Think It Over, winner of the Everest. Uh, tell us about that, please. Yep, absolutely. Local broodmare up at uh, Greenville Stud in the north of uh, of the state uh, is uh, yeah, absolutely the uh, the dam of Think About It, wow. the the winner of the just the lazy twenty million dollar yeah, uh, Everest over twelve hundred up there at uh, Randwick on on the weekend. So uh, I know Graham and uh, and Bart McCulloch and everyone involved at Greenville were uh, were just over the moon. So hey, it's another great result for for Tassie racing and and Tassie breeding. So yeah, really good story. How long have we got you back for, mate? Are you going to do a few shows in a row now? Or are you? Yeah, look, I'm thinking I will. Next uh, holiday planned? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, now that I'm, uh, I'm always happy to come in if I'm in the state and I'm, I'm not travelling around. I'm always happy to come in and spend time with, uh, with good people, uh, such as Hammer. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I'll string a couple together. Very nice. Well, grab your mates and get along. Lonnie Night Racing is back. Night.tazracing.com.au and imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org. .au. Uh, sorry about Tim's contribution today Mate. to that. AJ has sneezed and read the paper through that, so he's <laughs> done well before the test giver. Uh, nice to see AJ. We'll catch you later in the week, potentially, or next Monday, whenever we, we see you again. Good on you, boys. Thanks so much. We're off to a break. Don't forget, you can get us on the text this morning, 0437 552 Up next, we're talking inclusion footy, the National Inclusion Carnival with Darren Geard here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. 8.44 and we are a man down in the studio. With, um, I'm back. Oh, you're back? Just run us through what's Mate, happened. I don't know what's happened. I'm in a world of hurt. So you went for a sneeze. Well, I was on air, wasn't I? Yeah, so you went, turned away for a sneeze. Turned away for a sneeze. <laughs> held my nose so I didn't make a noise. <laughs> Tried to hold in and something's, it come something's out of gone awry in, in my right it's ear. It's come out your ear. Yes. <laughs> Mate, it is hurting too. I'm not lying. Hammer, can you call the doctor? Well, Hammer might have to do the last 10 minutes here. And I want it cut out for the TikTok, please. Mate, what, the sneeze? The sneeze. I held it. You didn't even know, did you? I knew. I knew. <laughs> you looked like an absolute idiot at the oh. time. <laughs> I, don't know what AJ was AJ. I don't know what he was thinking. Anyway. It's the first injury we've had in... Studio. If you need to sub out, let us know. Hammer can jump We're in. Out. Uh, so how good was this on the weekend? Our Tasmanian inclusion team won the National Carnival, which was outstanding. And joining us on the line now to have a chat about it is Darren Gid. I think you were the coach of the team. Darren, is that correct? Yep, that's correct, yes. 
Fantastic, mate. Congratulations. Uh, take Thank us you. into your, your team's time at the, the Carnival, I suppose, up in Queensland, of course. Were you confident heading in that you could go all the way? Uh, we probably had um, a level of confidence. Um, we, we had a really good Carnival last year, finished off really well and, and qualified for Div 1 um, for the first time. So I think our aim this year was once again to qualify for the Div 1 um, side of the competition um, and then sort of... Uh, if we could do that, uh, see how we go. Like we felt, we had improved our our squad, but once again, you go away to a carnival, you don't know what the other states have, um, are going to bring to the table. And Darren, you must be extremely proud, given this is the first time Tasmania's ever won a premiership at a national football carnival. Oh, Any fantastic. carnival, um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a, a huge achievement, and um, and look, just to just to be. Um, with a great bunch of athletes that um, are really committed to, to getting the best out of themselves. It was absolutely fantastic. So you lost to South Australia in your first Division One game of the tournament and then came back from yep. a 16-point deficit at halftime in the grand final in the end. So it's, yes. it's a pretty amazing effort. Yeah, and, and look, the only loss that we had, we actually we led for the entire game apart from the, the last 35 seconds, and that's probably the most important 35 seconds. So, um, yeah... Um, so with this one, I think um, when we were when we were down at three quarter time, I sort of said to the guys, you know, that um, it's probably a position where we tried to save the game previously when we when we were beaten. So we just had to take the game on, and that's what they did. And how much did it mean to the boys? And what were the celebrations like? Was it a quiet kind of quiet night, or do you let them let their hair down, the lads? Oh, oh look, we, we we we've got sort of athletes ranging from from sixteen through to thirty seven, so we're sort of you know we'll enjoy it, but um, we'll be respectful and so yeah, look, we just went out and had a meal and and just enjoyed each other's company and, and celebrated the night. And Darren, you've been involved in footy for a long time, of course, Lonnie Footy Club, and uh, yep. I know you've just started with AFL Tasmania now as the the Northern Regional Manager. Where does this achievement rank for you and in, in your achievements in the game? Oh look, uh, look! I've, I've coached a few premiership sides, and, and, I've, and I've played played in one. So, um, but this this ranks right up there, as I say. To to when you look at it, we, reflecting on the group that you know, footy's for for all abilities, sort of thing. So, and and we've got um, we've got eight of our squad of sixteen that actually play football, which is great. But to have eight um, non footballing background people to, to come into the program and play. Um, you know, we've got them from basketball backgrounds and other sports sort of things. So it's, um, it's, it's a fantastic achievement. Um, before we let you go, we've got a, an X or a tweet in here from at C Geard. Carly Geard, make sure you give my husband a hard time and ask him if he bought me a gift while he was away. I'm in the UK well, at the moment, so I can't listen. Well, I, I, I've been away for two weeks, and, and she, she flew out the day before I flew back in. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> wasn't planned. Might have to hustle something up. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, Darren. Congratulations, mate, to you and the team. A, a wonderful achievement for Tasmania, and thanks for joining us on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Excellent. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Darren Geard there, the coach of Tasmania's inclusion team, which won the National Carnival over the weekend. Now, a couple of texts in here, Tim. Paney, never do that with sneezes. You might have ruptured your eardrum. That's what it feels like. It's ringing. Oh, no. This is might sideline him for weeks, Is that a doctor? Is that, yeah, that if, he, if you can text us in and let us know if you are a doctor and that is uh, not a Google di- <laughs> diagnosis, <laughs> that would be good. Uh, Tim, we will be seeing you in the SEM box at the JJ's this season. That's in from Justin. And that's Oof. that's a bit ironic because I haven't even seen Justin in the SEM box this year. Well, I might have to make an appearance out there. 
I don't know how I'll go with the noise at the minute, Brent, to be honest. But um, no, I'd love to get out there. Yeah. Justin, get me a seat. free for you, so of course you would. Well, maybe I can go out and host a box. Yeah. That'd be a, wouldn't that move me into a frenzy hammer? If Payne's there. Good, oh, jeez. Can't, can't have me, you and Hamish out there. Well, no. Now Hamish is that big. Hey, what about some other sport we've got to talk to? And, and just before we do that, Amy supporting Tasmanian doers. Visit iCanWin.com.au. Each Friday, you can nominate the Tassie local sports legends. The winner will get tickets to the now famous Tassie's Hall of Fame night and a seat for them and their local doer at the table. And we know the names that are going to be there. Toby and Ann Curvis, Tim Payne and Bo Webster, all in attendance. Please give us your name and email address. And, of course, Amy supports Tasmanian doers. Um, Tassie Devils best and fairest night. Breno on the weekend. Yes. Geordie Payne, who's rocketed into draft calculations in the boys' competition. And Meg Harrison, daughter, daughter of. of the GOAT. Oh. The great Ben Harrison won the Tasmania Devil's Best and Fairest Awards. Must so have got a bit, of, uh, a bit of dad's leg speed. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, under Geordie and Meg. Uh, Felicity Wilson-Haffernan has signed a three-year contract with American team Little Trek. Little Trek? Little Trek. Yeah. I think when Richie Port was there, it was Trek Segafredo. Uh, anyway, the 18-year-old won the Junior Women's Time Trial World Championships in Glasgow in August. We gave her a shout-out at the time of magnificent achievement. So well done to you, Felicity, for signing that mega three-year deal, which is fantastic. Mega, is it? Well, three years is pretty good for oh, an 18-year-old. talking about the... Oh, well, I don't know about that, about the cash component, Tim. What would it be like in cycling? I have no idea. No idea. You might have to get a cycling guest on. Let us know. Richie Port, maybe. It'd be nice to talk to Richie. Hammer. Sort it out, Hammer. Now, looking ahead to Friday's show, we're going to talk hockey, and let's talk hockey next, because we want to give a shout-out to the Tassie Tigers, and we'll do that after this. As we go to our final break of the morning here on SEN Tassie Breakfast, here comes the ambulance. Pick you up, Tim. You're off to the hospital, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you on the other side of this break. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. Well, as I said, we are um, half a man down here. Tim Payne is in all sorts of agony. Inundated with caring listeners. Absolutely. Thank you for your text. Um, We did ask uh, the person that texted in earlier if they were a doctor. They're actually a pharmacist, Tim. And they say, go to a doctor. You might need to see an ear, nose, and throat specialist if you've done your eardrum badly. So uh, another texter here, if Pony has ruptured his eardrum on air from a sneeze, imagine the band from the UK coming his way. It will be viral. And that's why I want Hammer to follow you around today with a TikTok right. and create a TikTok of your day fixing your ear because oh, it would go viral. They'd love it over there in uh, England. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that funny. It, it is for us. Uh, not so much for you. Now, before we go, our toast of the week, thanks to 9-11, your local bottle shop. Choose to drink wise, of course. Who is it, Breno? Well, it's the Tassie Tigers men's side, Tim, who had a dominant 7 nil. up, Canberra. What a response after the opening loss to Melbourne last week. Uh, they beat the Canberra Chill in Hockey 1. A special, a special mention to Jeremy Edwards for his lob base assist. What's a lob, <laughs> what's what's a, a lob base assist, Hammer? Hammer? Bang! Not good enough from you. It's lob a lob pass. pass assist, Hammer. And watch him. He'll change it now in the run oh, sheet, so Lord. there's no mistake on it. 
typical hammer. So thanks uh, to Josh McGuinness for that too, and Sam McCulloch as well, who scored four first-half goals. Unfortunately, the women weren't as lucky. They went down 4 nil. So well done to the Tigers, and we're going to have someone from the Tigers on the show on Friday. We've got the coach. I'm not sure who we've got lined up. I want the coach. Get him in. Someone that's good at lob base assists, we should get on. That'd be good. Uh, the Balta Cerveza, Spanish for great Correct. Australian-made Mexican lager beer. Light on hops and big on refreshment. And, of course, choose to drink. Well, that's what we toasted the Tassie Tigers with today. Now, what's on for your week? You're off to the doctor today. Straight what's, to what the about doctor. the rest of your week? Late night tonight, a few Red Bulls tomorrow to keep you awake? No, nothing on tomorrow, do I? So I can sleep in. Yeah, nice. Um, nice for some. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to get straight to the doctor, though, Breno, because I've got some. I'm in some serious pain here. I don't often see you rattled, Tim, but right now you're a man that I don't oh, do not recognise. Do you reckon it's anyone's ever out. been injured live on air? Not like that. No. Uh, it's been a big show. Premier Jeremy Rockliffe, James Henderson joining us here. We'll do it all again Friday morning from seven till nine here on SEN Tassie. Have a great week, everyone. Whatever you're up to. See you Friday. <laughs>